millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to episode 528 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. <laughs> yes, it's the two of us. It's old school. We're taking it back to 2015. How good. The two-man show again. Um, as, that, as quality that, as that, that impersonation that, was, that, he's not actually here. No, he's, he's at... Um, and look, you know, like, in, in true, you know, like, you know, transparent fashion... His transparency is what we're all about. Um, he couldn't get his computer turned on. Couldn't get his laptop to boot up. I mean, yeah. Penrith people of all—I mean, they, I thought they were experts at booting the sluts, but apparently not. <laughs> not the eye sluts. No, that was that was that was twenty twenty, not in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. Not the max sluts. <laughs> Yeah, apparently the the number one the number one fucking Apple technician was uh, sent to the south of France to uh, to, to 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 join the genius bar at Catalan, and uh, unfortunately he uh, the the accumulated knowledge of uh, booting sluts is uh, no longer within that fan base, so it's just us, but it means it gives you more time, unfettered. And I know what's coming already because you texted me probably fucking at full time as soon as you can get your phone into your fucking hand Jeez, on I, Saturday. Jeez, out of quality time on the hill, Nathan, after the game. Give us give us, give us, us the update from the C-grade touch competition. Oh, I am told, I heard it from the fucking, the, the Bush Telegraph told me that, um, aka my SMS phone. from you, yeah, <laughs> um, told me probably within... 15 minutes of full time, I'd imagine, that uh, Big D's probably had his uh, had he, had a fucking world. He probably had his career game. Would I be correct? Look, I don't know about a career game, but played some big minutes. My goal is to get a little bit better each week, and I feel like I did that. Um, first things first, the Big Diesel's run over for a double. Yeah, talk um, us through. Look, was, one of them was a catch and fall merchant, but uh, yeah. the second one... Was uh, there was a lot going on? It was all happening at speed, and I've grabbed the ball and got on the outside of the winger and put the ball down. Um, the opposing winger is a Hall of Fame A grade level flog, who was uh, was jawing off and made a couple of comments and fucking was uh, having a little laugh about possibly trying to run some plays around me earlier. And uh, by the end of the game, the big diesel's run two in around him, and he's run a fucking big fat zero around me. So that's the question I was going to ask: what the plus minus was. Is- yeah. So yeah. So so it's it's two to nothing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big D's the legend. The legend grows. Did anyone then, say anything uh, about the Big D's look, after of course, this game? There was uh, there was also a couple run in by the other member of the Big Wingers Club in in C grade Touch Walshy, um, who is uh, look. There's no other way to say it. He's a big unit. 
He's fucking tall. Yeah. Uh, he's got a bit of girth. <laughs> and yeah. uh, we are the physique possibly... physique that's unideal for the sport of touch football. Or the wing, yes, in uh, winning <laughs> position, really, but definitely much like myself on just a shorter shorter option. But uh, he's 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 put a couple over as well, which is fucking delightful. Um, also, oh, look, tries are great and all, but uh, also did a full length of the field fucking chase um, uh, and uh, stopped a try with... Didn't actually make the touch, but I made old mate deviate his run to a to a degree where uh, one of the other boys dived and uh, touched him. There you which, go. Uh, I was, I was quite proud him. of that effort. Quite quite proud of that effort. Uh, and we got away with a win, 11-5, and uh, now top of the table. 11-5 seems like a fucking big scoreline. Yeah, we... Oh, we Defence optional. Oh, we fucking pumped him. In the in the second half, so um, yeah, they started getting a little bit tired and get a little bit yappy, and just yeah. I must admit, we come off the field and everyone's like, "Yeah, good game, boys. That was, that was excellent." And whether we win or lose, that's generally you know, oh, we run out of legs, but yeah, good good effort, boys, and everyone's high five, and no matter what the result, you look over to the other boys and they're just fucking feeding it to one another. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, they're big like bickering amongst themselves. Yeah. They really thought they had. They really thought they had something. They were going to get the win. Yeah, on that day, exactly. So, I just, you know, because it's filling a little void in their lives, and it's part of my uh, part of my little plan for my health and fitness regime, and it's uh, it's doing quite well. And then when you get when you get when you get the margin, when the margin of the game essentially is is the the combined output of Big Diesel and Fat Controller, yeah, fucking like. Well, it's, it's 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 embarrassing for a team that think they're like you know better than than they are. Yeah, yeah. No, they um. Yeah, I mean that's like got to be said, the goal, right? Just, just you know, it's always good for a yappy cunt to get put in his place. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. Quality. And yeah, and and the, the one the one thing that you know, Big Diesel and the Fat Controller are great at feeding. That's their specialty. <laughs> and, you fed, and, and you fed it to and you fed it to these cunts <laughs> on the weekend. Yes. Tremendous. So how was training? Jubilant. The boys are up now, right? Oh, training's Wednesday. So Okay. What are you doing? What's what's on Monday night? Basketball training. Ah, oh, basketball training, yes. Okay. Yes. So um The finals push is gaining momentum. And you know what that means? <laughs> oh, I'm fucking it means smoking. a big fucking oh, I tell you, it, it means you you make you make the final and the thirty thirty comes out. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I will fucking memorialize this shit for all time. <laughs> I will have it mixed by an Oscar-winning, Emmy Award-winning, elite Hollywood. Wow! Could you imagine the quality mixed on Ep- Epstein Island Studios? <laughs> <laughs> it's Hayward Island. It's where there's daffodils <laughs> and dandelions and people skip through and tiptoe through the tulips and are so friendly to one another. Right. <laughs> but yeah, look, I'm, I'm fucking, I am absolutely praying for the final because I want, I, I want this to happen. I want to be up there. Unfortunately, I the haven't, other than Bradley, I haven't really filled anyone in on the big diesel situation. They'll, they'll, the they'll know. They'll find out. 
Yes. They will find out oh, on the day. Also, um, yes. yesterday in the, in the morning, uh, I was up and about, um, had to do a couple of trailer loads of scrap steel from, from the yard to to work and did a bit of tidy up because we've got some earthwork, more earthworks happening shortly and um, I've come through the kitchen, just walking my wife, put a bit of a left foot swerve on. I said, hey, you just got stepped by the big diesel. And she said, she looked me straight in the eye and said, I've never been drier. No. <laughs> what she actually said was, and it's probably the same thing, I'm pretty sure you tripped. <laughs> <laughs> and just kept going about her business. Not fuck, not one fucking fuck was given. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Oh. She's got she's to she's keep the big Ds on tracks. Oh, hasn't this, she? This thing. Because, you know, when a big diesel gets, you know, when it gets too far ahead of itself and it starts leaving the tracks, that's when you know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bad news. That's when you get shit like Granville happening. Granville. Yeah. Yes. So, so let's let's not go there. Um, right. Hey, we can get straight into these games now. Do you and, know my dad um, had a takeaway shop at Granville? Really? And it really should have been until called tra- Big Diesel, it, but it was called Bullfrog's Takeaway. Yeah. Well, I know, and I imagine I mean, those days were probably done and dusted by the time the fucking the train mischief occurred, right? Well, yeah. Well, the train. Um, the train line was being upgraded and there was a grand total of 22 different takeaway shops on the main street of Granville. Right. Um, and my dad was the only one um, of Australian descent, put it that way. Right. Yep. And um, he made the fucking best burgers and had the best meat pies. And I was just going to say, like, so what, so, so what was the name train again? Train Rail Workers. It was called Granville Takeaway, but he basically nicknamed it Bullfrog's Takeaway. Yeah. And I was going to then say the specialty was the burger, was it? Well, or he just made everything was fresh yeah. and he made it big yeah. and solid. And, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and obviously he was a bit of a fucking larrikin and cracking jokes and larger than life sort of personality. So the fucking railway workers would just line up out the front for, for whether it was breakfast time or come back for lunch or whatever. Yeah. Fucking man made a killing and should have sold it at the peak of that time and he had an offer and he wanted to hold out. It's just my dad was a hard worker but not a great businessman. <laughs> and uh, he could have probably could have got about four to five times on his investment at the peak. Yeah. And then the rail work dried up and he didn't get any more offers and ended up selling it for a fucking pittance. So. Terrible, <sighs> terrible story. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, Hard well. workers don't necessarily make great business people. Oh no, that's fucking Lord knows, <laughs> I know that. All right. <laughs> now, round twenty-two. Let's get into it. Uh, the Broncos. That was on Thursday, wasn't it? Fuck me. Okay. Broncos thirty-two to feed the Roosters ten at the Gabba. The Broncos 32 came through a double to Ezra Mam. Uh, Farnworth, Carrigan, Staggs with tries, Reynolds five conversions and a penalty goal. The Roosters tries to Smith and Tupo and one conversion to Sand and Smith. Record breaking try to Tupo. Uh, yes. And uh, he's stuck up on that, but I mean, fuck me, he's been at it for a long time. Mm. 
Um, but of course, the try, the, the you know the the real celebrated try of this one, of course, was uh was Paddy Carrigan getting off his duck some what, seventy odd games into his first grade career. Exactly. It was great, great to you know, good sign of of where they're at as a club, and the regard in which Carrigan's held um, within the the team, how they they all got around him, which was was awesome. Um, yeah. Thoughts on the Gabba as a as a venue? I've 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 only been there. I've I've went once to watch the Lions years and years ago, like fucking years and years ago, um, and. You know, been You've been the, shitting been the, on like, AFL as long as I've known you. I can't imagine you going to the AFL. Yeah, yeah. It was just like a, I remember it was like a, a mate had um, a mate's uncle or something had season tickets and he couldn't go, and so my mate was like, you know, do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, right. <clears throat> and um, and then I've been to like you know some of the some twenty twenty I think there and like and it's fine. I like you know I like it enough for footy though for rectangular stuff. This is a problem that the SCG has as well. You know when mm. they have games. It is fucking weird, but I imagine it's weirder for the players than it is for us as spectators. Because the spectators, you know, we're still gonna if we if we're watching on television, they're still gonna have their camera set up much exactly. the same as they as they would. So it doesn't really affect us that much. But for players, and that you, you do see times when the players kind of misjudge things and think they've got more room or less room than they really you know really do. And um, so look, I'm not a massive fan mm. of it, but um, is what it is, I guess. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, um, you know, the Broncos' role in this game. I mean, they're they're certainly not going to take that slide that they did at the end of last season. Just um, a class above a team like the Roosters, and that's what gets me about the media. They're still trying to shoehorn the Roosters into the top tier sides in the competition, and yeah, and um, I mean, they're definitely the top tier sides. But yeah, it's just like I'm just wondering, are they like as bad as they as bad as they seem to be? Though, because I mean, like they were pretty, like they were better, the better team against Manly, and like Daly sort of kicked them to death and managed to you know keep Manly in it, and then they fucking destroyed the Titans last week. Mm. Who then we'll see this week as you know demonstrated yeah. some good form. Exactly. So, so it's just hard. It's hard to know if they're. Maybe it's just the, maybe it's just the you know the inconsistency that's the problem, and they can put it on in spurts, but in this game they were never they were never in it. At any, at no, any well, this game highlighted just how far off a team like the Broncos, the Roosters are. They 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 competed as best they could, but they they were just outclassed. And I thought you know Reynolds' kicking game. Um, Walsh just he's having one of those years where every time he touches the ball, you know it, it's it's panic stations for the opposition and yeah. um, you know Haas Carrigan, you know I, I still truly believe Walters is is the weakest link in that team, but I will admit he has improved to to great degree from his time at the Tigers, which. Is testament to him, but I. I thought when you said Walters, I thought you meant Kevin. No, no, Billy. <laughs> He's a fucking NPC anyway. I mean, we know yeah. that Reynolds is coaching that side. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And look, let's let's you know when you, we we talk about you know who's the next generation of coaches coming through. Adam Reynolds is going to be a fucking fine coach. Yeah, I feel like he will be based on 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 the evidence of what we're seeing at the Broncos at the moment. Mm. So. Yeah, I um, yeah, I think the Broncos are destined to go deep into the finals, and um, as long as Walsh is playing the way he is, and and Reynolds can has the control 
uh, on on what how where they're positioned on the field and their their possession and if he if he has a, a tight handle on those reins and then you sort of let Walsh come in and out and pick his moments and it's it's pretty fucking dangerous when that when they get it right no matter who yeah, they're playing they're very much a momentum side and I just want like they're not going to get that much. That's that's something that is going to be in shorter supply just due to the nature sure. of finals football, and so I wonder if that's going to be ultimately like they're ultimately they're undoing because they might not get those opportunities where they're where they get to build that that roll on because teams can reset and you know just the nature of finals more defensively sort of oriented games. I still think they'll get you know they'll they'll get down to like the final four I think, but they should it, then mm. then it becomes a matter of who actually who they're actually playing against. Look who's Peter turned on. He just Here popped he up. Is. In the, just, just popped up on the call. The help Dad's desk. Back. The help desk helped. They're right. They did their job. I was saying. I was saying earlier that the um, the experts in in uh, in in booting the sluts have been sent to the fucking <laughs> genius bar in the south of France. So uh, <laughs> you're, you're going to be shit out of luck. But looks like you got the. Uh... No, this is rebooting. They're they're good at the initial booting. Right. So, anyway, we're done through the Broncos game. Um, we might as well move on to the next one. Fuck. This one, of course, we did do a member side. Um, I'm going to have to listen to it to get the fucking C-grade update. Oh, it was a fucking great one, too. You know, because you got the text as well. But like, Yeah, I know. It was great. I didn't get I didn't yeah. get the fucking... The the carnival of it all. The... <laughs> it was, it was glorious. It, it, was, it was glorious. So, yeah, you can listen. Nice. Um, Second game, uh, the, the the pub slot game on Friday from Tamworth it was uh, the West the South Sydney Rabbitohs thirty two defeated the Tigers eighteen. Uh, the Rabbits there uh, thirty two uh, came through a hat trick to Alex Johnson, um, Isaiah Tass, uh, Keon Kalamatangi, and Cameron Murray with tries. Latrell four of six conversions. The Tigers eighteen came to tries to Appy, Papali, and uh, and Pole. Oh, what do you like Icy Pole or stripper? What do you call him, Glenny? Stripper. Stripper and. Uh, Conversions, two for Appy, one for Brooksy. We did the second half as a member side, so if, you, uh, if you're partaking of the uh, the Patreon, you can listen to that one. That's up there. Um, but Glenny, what did you make of this one? Look, I think the Tigers were competitive for the most part, um, but when the big moments came along, they require class touches, and the Tigers don't have the necessary class that the, that the better teams have, and that's all she wrote. Um, disappointing thing about this game is that they they weren't in it at all, but they actually fucking that first half of the second half they clawed their way back in. Yeah. And this was the game they got within two, yeah. And it, and almost instantly the moment they got within two, then the rabbits sort of went into that lockdown sort of style that we've seen the storm over recent history where they just lock it down. And from that point when they got that close, they just never had a sniff at doing anything ever again in the game. And it was just, it just seemed like it was dropout after dropout and you yeah. know, out from their own end the whole time. Yeah, and, I, I uh, think... Look, <clears throat> no, go, Glenny, finish off. Um, just on Mitchell, I, I thought it was a solid hit out. For him, you know, it's obvious he's not in fantastic shape. Um, I don't know that I'd back him to, you know, for that to, to be a huge hindrance on how he impacts the bigger games, but it may impact just how heavily he comes, you know, he can come in and out of games. Um, and if he's not in great shape, 
him maybe more out than in, if you know what I mean. But he's, I still feel like he's going to have his moments. And Jay, you mentioned during the member so that he's clearly well out of shape and well short of a run and still was running, beating people, running over the top, palming people off. Like, it's just it's fucking, well, just there, a phenomenal player. There was that play where where the Tigers had had a, a, a good set and they were in, in attacking range and they've put a grubber through and Latrell's taken the grubber like deep in the in-goal area. It's, it's not like yeah. he, he picked it up on the try line. He was deep in the fucking in-goal area. Well, behind the posts, yeah. Yeah. And then just like absolutely burned whoever was chasing through on the outside. Just went from a standing start to to close to full pace and then had three Tigers players on him and sort of one by one threw them off him and ended up the first tackle was made on the 20. <laughs> so that, that, that sort of turnaround from, look, he, here is what really should have been a repeat set. And the Tigers weren't, weren't lazy in defense. But yeah, the back from injury, out, out of game shape, Latrell, um, just fucking dominant. But and the thing is, he's still got he's he's got like two months before it really counts. Yeah, yeah. So he, he, he'll he get back into shape, no problem. I mean, yeah. provided provided yeah. South can you know find a way to make them make it into the finals. I mean, he's going to be yeah. you know he'll be fine. Um, the the thing with it, I'm I'm not sure that this was that the Tigers got themselves back in it in that or that it, that South invited them at every fucking opportunity they had. Like like we we brought it up at the beginning of the second half, just the first half. South Sydney completed at 69%. And the only reason they weren't getting completely analed is that the Tigers completed the first half at 62%. Yeah. So, in anyone else, and South are in fucking trouble in that game. Yeah, they were, they were well ahead, though. They were, you know, when with those percentages in play, they were like, yeah, by, that's it. Like 20 to 4 or something. Yeah. Like that. Was, yeah, they were well ahead. But yeah, all right. Um, Moving on to the Melbourne Storm, 46, defeating the Eels, 16. And uh, the Storm, double to Harry Grant. Jerome Hughes, uh, Katoa, King, Seve, Munster, Warbrick with tries, Meany, seven of eight conversions. The Eels, 16, tries to Russell, Hopgood, and Moretti with two conversions to Mitchell Moses. Much like the Roosters, I think plenty are expecting the Eels to, you know, to be a lot better than... Than what they really I feel like are, more, and there's kind of there's kind of more evidence I think in favour of the Eels, but fuck me, like I mean I don't think anyone would have seen that coming, no, like to that to like yeah there were people who would have tipped the storm. I mean, I'm sure we tipped the storm when we were talking about it, mm. but like you know the the, the the fact they had a legitimate shot at putting a fifty burger on them in this game. Yeah, I, I still feel like everyone's just waiting for the Eels to make this run into the finals, and in my opinion, they're looking more likely to miss the eight altogether than they are to to, to go on a run and. Over the next, they're one of, of the guys. They're, they're one. They're one of the. They're one of the teams on the fucking rack at the yeah. moment. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I, I mean, we... there's a couple of them. I mean, we'll talk about. We'll do a ladder predictor on Wednesday, <laughs> I suppose. But um, there's a good three or four teams that are contenders to drop the fuck out. Yep. Exactly. On recent form, you know. Um, I think we all expected the storm um to bounce back from from what was a pretty ordinary performance a week prior, and it'll be interesting to see if. if Last week's game, and, and then the bounce back factor from here is the catalyst, catalyst um, for them to settle into their best footy over the next month or so, and and you know mount their finals campaign off the back of that. 
Um, it's just it's not quite like flicking a switch for them anymore. I think yep. there's a bit more building into it. Um, you know, Munster's a different personality um, than you know the 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 Cronks and the Smiths and the Slaters. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a he's a big game player, and come finals time, you expect him to fire. But I, I just think the Storm, I, the the next couple of weeks are going to be crucial for them um, as to how deep they go into the finals. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're certainly looking like they're doing that Storm thing where they're tapering mm. the, at the right at the right time of the season. And the thing is about that game last week against the Knights is it really was just like these simple sort of. It was like just effort areas that cost them dearly, mm. and um, they would have got you know absolutely fucking roasted for that shit. And they responded in in the best way possible, and the result was they were just played so much faster and more effort than the Eels did. And that was despite the fact that the Eels had a far better start to the game when they scored the first try, and they were all over them in yep. the in the early stages. They were looking at going up by you know uh, two tries, but fuck, once the storm got control. That was the end of it. Yeah, and just and a special mention to 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 Clint Gutherson. Was there a charity thing going on there? Did no, he look like fucking Voldemort. No, um, I mean there are people, and look, you know, I don't want to blow smoke up anyone's fucking asshole here, but there are people, Glennie, who fucking you couldn't imagine them any other way, except they're having like a shaved head. Couldn't imagine it. It yes. would look fucking weird if they yep. didn't. And then you got then then the flip so side. So you probably people... cancel the dolls dolls hair plugs. Yeah, yeah, I would. Man, <laughs> have you booked? Thanks, <laughs> Did, go to save Turkey. Your, save your cash, mate. Go to fucking Turkey. All the fucking <laughs> cunts are doing it now. Yeah, <laughs> thanks anyway. I'm good. What? <laughs> if I could go to Turkey and get plugs that would make me have a beard like yours. Like, I can grow a nice beard. Don't get me wrong. It's grey as fuck now. It's so disappointing. But I, get I, some I fucking... Get, I couldn't get just for men plugs from the supermarket. No, it's your I'm hair. I'm not going to comb it through. It's your hair. They take the hair follicles, like, from the base of your neck and transplant them to your fucking scone. I was wondering why your head look, hair looked fucking fuller lately. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the secret, man. Like Turkish hair, it, like it's it's the yeah, fucking yeah. big thing now. Like there are there are pa- pages and pages on Instagram of dudes like they're sitting up the back of a plane. Yeah, the, alg- and, the algorithm like, isn't serving the, the algorithm isn't serving me those ones. So. Well, it's like um, you know a flight from Turkey to the UK, and all of the guys, like it's just rows and rows of bald dudes with bandages on the back of their head. <laughs> it's fucking great. Fucking there you go. Well, that's that's my thing for the episode that I've learned anyway. Yeah. Um, moving on to the next game. The Knights 28 to feed the Raiders 6 uh, in Canberra. The Knights 28 came through tries to Ponga, Marzu, Young and Gamble. Four conversions to Ponga, two penalty goals to Ponga from as many attempts. The Raiders six came through a try to Jordan Rapiner, conversion to Teary Eyes, and that's that. We make a big deal about Canberra or having to play Canberra in Canberra during winter. It's not a, it's not a thing anymore. It's only a thing if the Raiders show up. 
<laughs> they yeah. fucking put nothing think, in this game. I think their record is like this year particularly is pretty poor as well. Mm, yeah. I know Manly smashed them down there, and I mean this is a big win to the Knights down there as well. I think they've, I think they've got a losing record there this year. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, but yeah, Best and Ponger and Hastings just absolutely fucking killed them, cut them to shreds. Well, and Tyson Gamble as well. About, yeah, well, and he, he's like he's got to be like the epitome of a fucking effort player, mm. but. The, yeah. it's, it's talking about his effort areas that beat the Storm last week, well, you know, with the Knights beating him. They they did that and more this week. And yeah. there, was, there was there was that situation there. I can't remember. I can't remember. Like the ball came the ball came out at some stage out of the out of the Knights and went backwards. And there were like fucking three Raiders sort of standing like around there. And like Tyson Gamble sort of sprinted and dove like yeah. he was a fucking one of those yeah. surf life-saving things and um and he got it and while while they were just you know just fucking standing there watching it happen mm. and it's just so, like that like level of effort that they were displaying was um I mean that's what that, that's what they've got to do I mean and that's like I don't know if they can replicate that level like you know for a season or whatever but if that's the basis from which that they're sort of building their side with Ponga, you know, chiming in and actually becoming worth the money that they're paying him as well, which he which he probably has been the last, you know, at least two weeks, mm. you know, maybe maybe you know if you're generous as many as the last sort of four, um, I mean it's a good it's a good basis for them to to you know build if they can get some you know, better players in sort of key positions, but well, um, man, talk about building. Like they're they're building some nice fucking momentum into the finals. Like that's four in a row now. Yep. And they've taken you know at at least the scalp of Melbourne. Yep. And Canberra are another top eight side. Yep. Like and they have like it's not a not a dream run, but they don't have the hardest run home. Hey, they got a winnable draw. Yeah. Like they they play the Dragons, they play the Sharks. We all know how they go against top eight sides. Just a matter of whether the Knights can get themselves into the eight before that game to secure the, to guarantee the victory. You know they they play the Bunnies, which is tough. Um, they play the Dogs. Yeah, there's the the thing about their games that they have coming up is it's just uh, there's a lot of like, fuck, they got a good chance of winning that game, but there's all, there's also some like variables in there like. I, oh. They were kick they were kick started they were kick started by flogging the Dogs. That yeah. sixty six to nil or whatever it was. Yeah, that's it. Um, and the dogs, like you know, seem to be, you know, displaying a little bit more resistance over, over you know, particularly this weekend. We'll get to the game, but um, man, honestly, the the bunnies are the only scary opposition they have coming home. Yeah. So yeah. they, you know, it's up to them. It's up to them to maintain yeah. their level because I mean, if they play, if they play the way that you would say that they played, if you took the entire season into account, yep. All of those games are fucking who knows, and and you know, and they could and they could win, they could win, you know, all bar the rabbits one, or they could drop another two of them, you know. But um, it's all coming up for them though in the in the in terms of draw and everything. I mean, it's it's at the point where they can, given the way that some of the teams like you said, like like the rabbits, like the raiders, like uh, the sharks, particularly like the eels. I mean, it's kind of you know, it's in their hands. Yeah, 100%. I mean they can they can they can make the they can they can oh, definitely I, make the finals. I think it'll be it'll be hard for the Raiders to drop out, and we'll let it predict this on Wednesday. But yeah, it, it'll be very hard for the Raiders to drop out. Um, 
but again, I don't see Newcastle missing out either. So. Yeah, without without um without uh, like going into the draw, we won't look at that until later on. But um, like the Raiders, I know they've got a couple of tough games that they're going to lose going up. Like uh, they're going to lose to the, the they got the Storm and the Broncos, and yeah, they, so they got they got a couple of losses coming their way, and they got the Sharks as well. Which who knows if, how serious the Sharks are? So I mean, the Raiders could you know maybe not lose out, but you know they could certainly lose their games from this point on and and miss out. But um. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna declare him safe just yet. Um, you got anything to say about that one, Glenny? No, that's that's it. I think the the Knights are, um, as you say, building nicely. I think best since Origin. He's grown an extra leg, and um, he's he's looking amazing at the minute. So, if they if they make the eight, oh, I don't see him. I don't see him winning the comp by any stretch. But um, be a fair effort if they if they squeeze into the eight. Yeah, I mean they have they they have a style at the moment where there's there's a little bit of brilliance coming in from Ponga, but other than that, it's really just this this you know high completion, high energy sort of effort sort of thing, and that's that's another style that you know while it can give you a decent baseline throughout the season, I think in the finals everyone's kind of operating on that on that base level, and then sure. you're getting like the more cream of the crop sort of coming to the fore. Um, Moving along, the Mighty Manly Seeds Eagles, 24. Defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons, 18. Defeating a 20-year hoodoo, which is fucking crazy. I mean, obviously, you don't play teams at that at that ground just when they've got split home grounds like the Dragons do. You don't play in there every year, but there's probably eight or nine games there. And surely, I mean, we're talking 20 years, so I mean, surely some of those games were played like in fucking like peak 2007 to 2013 fucking, you know, Uber squad you know, sort of years as well. So it's it's remarkable that it lasted that long. Uh, of course, it's Daly's 300th game and uh, Croker's 100th game. And um, Dragons actually fucking played really well, particularly in the first half. They, they're, they I think they end up with something like 60, 61% possession, but they completed in the first half, they completed extraordinarily well. And I think they completed like their first at least 13 sets. Which, and what that did, it was, I mean, it was great. I mean, it meant that Manly had to actually earn the fucking points they got and earn the field position, and they had to weather a lot of fucking bullshit and um, weather a lot of possession and, and you know, poor field position, um, which they did. And, uh, and you know, when the time when they had their opportunities, they, they didn't have too many, but when they did, you know, they took them to get the halftime lead, and then they, you know, went bang-bang after the break as well with some great long-range tries to, um, you know, put it out of reach of the Dragons. Um it was good to see Jason Saab like yeah, start. He's starting to really, you know, he came back. Had that um, ACL last year. Um, came back, sort of, you know, probably what half a dozen rounds into the season this year. It's good to see him now. Like actually, he's really starting to back himself with his speed as well. And there were times there where he didn't really have a a lot of space to, and room to move with, but he just sort of summed up the room he had and who who he's up against in defense and thought, yeah, I can fucking either burn him or, you know, sort of kick through his tackle. Um, and he did. And so, and uh, it was great, set up a great try, scored a great one himself. Um, the only, the negatives, fucking Woodsy, my God, this fucking guy. That's two weeks in a row now that he's been hooked probably sub 15 minutes into, into his only stint in the game. You got Steve's fucking come on. I mean, you don't you don't have to play the guy. I mean, if you're gonna fucking give, if you're gonna hook him that you know that 
early and it is hook it's not like there's no way he's planned to do 15 14 minutes like he's been hooked because that's the time when they lose momentum and the other team has their opportunity to come back into the game um flip side of that fucking a grand a week the best money ever spent on fucking lodge i mean that guy out of the first like fucking eight hit-ups in the game he probably took four of them like the fucking he's obviously trying you know when you're only getting a grand a week, I mean, obviously you're trying to earn your, your next contract somewhere, whether it's here or elsewhere. He's also and, trying um, to put forth the same effort where someone can say to him, tonight is the night you die. Well, I mean, this is the thing. This is, this is a guy, when, when you're going into a place where you haven't won for 20 years, I mean, you need to get yourself a specialist at someone who's specialist invading someone's home and terrorizing them. And he fucking did that. Like, I mean, ticked, ticked on every fucking, on every single level. <laughs> um, <laughs> Daly was great as well um, in the game. Garrick, look, probably needs to work on his passing and not just the passes he throws, but when he throws them. I mean, there was a try there where I don't know if he was trying to serve it up to Croker to score in his milestone game or he didn't, he truly didn't think he was going to get to the line, but there was a dead set bomb try. He would, he would have scored it himself, I think, because the tackler had fallen off and he wouldn't have been a double movement or anything. But um, other than that, pretty pretty happy all around with the performance. Um, Dragons have got the... And, and Jack DeBellin was fucking symbiont as well. I mean, who would have thought... I mean, he was obviously fucking stunned. You know, consequences having... You know, actions having consequences for the first time in his fucking life. But um, yeah, it looks like he's put fucking Tui Pilotu out for the season as well with that hip drop because um, he's done at least... He's, at least an MCL, I think, from that injury. So um, I guess we'll see if we can come back and see the report on how long that is. But um, old, uh, old Jackie boy is going to the judiciary and he's going to fight it. He's looking at three weeks, four Jesus. if he fails. And so he's actually going to fight it. So we may actually see the NRL judiciary much maligned, NRL judiciary, perhaps that we might see more justice out of them than we do out of the actual fucking criminal justice system um, in the state of New South Wales. For, for our... For our large dragons listeners, cohort, can you please put their their minds at ease about um, the the disallowed try in which it sounded like Casey Badger, um, as has happened a couple of times, said a bunch of things and then acted differently with the try or no try button. Can you please just talk them through how how the events were? I don't, yeah, yeah I, I, yeah. it's really hard to like comment on this without sounding like a He-Man woman hater, <laughs> but well, no, have you I, ever, have you ever think... tried to ask your wife what she wants to have for dinner, Glenny? <laughs> and they say things and then they, or you know, or if you're out for dinner and you're like, you know, I'm going to get this, what do you want? I'm going to get that. Okay, cool. Then you get this here. Oh, I should have got that. Can I, you know, <laughs> I'll that. This is, this is what, like. I no, love it doesn't, the bunker talking it doesn't have through. Doesn't to do her fucking like you know her flaps aren't cotton off the oxygen to her fucking mouth or anything. Well, no, that, I never said. I mean, I never said anything as fucking crass as that. So Jesus, <laughs> she is she is the person in the bunker. She spoke. Yes. She spoke through things. Look, let me let me start over. And look, look. I, I, firstly, I want to say I love, I love it that we get to hear the bunker. And the process by which they, they're sort of thinking through their, you know, their, the rationale for the decision they make. But it's weird when they say words that don't match up with what they're looking at 
and then they make a decision based on what they're looking at, but it doesn't match up with what their words were. And then what that and what the end result of that is, is mass confusion, and a platform for the fans of the side that the where the didn't go their way, to, you know. The, to the other thing is the the a bunch of dragons fans I've seen have latched onto this thing that the referee asked them to check one specific part of the play, as in I think it was like oh. Um, I'm sure he was over the line. Can you please check to see if the ball was grounded? Yeah, which is like, right? which is what they do every time that it's an unsighted. But what you got to remember is try. that that doesn't mean that all she's checking is exactly what the referee asked her. No, she will check the entire play, regardless of what the referee says, and if what the referee said is wrong, they will rule accordingly. It's yep. not that they have to ignore everything else, even if it's. A, vision of the contrary yeah and and the thing is uh, ignoring everything that she said everything she did was it was set up as no try there was no footage that showed the ball on the ground yeah and so as it has been for fucking years couldn't be overturned but because of the way that she spoke through what she was you know her, her thought process she was interjecting all this other stuff that wasn't going to be material to the decision that she could make under the rules anyway. Yeah, exactly. Which gave the Dragons fans watching on, yeah, you know, at the ground as well, I guess, because they do, they do have it piped out in the stadium. But, you know, it gave them hope that it was going to be allowed and it wasn't. And they cracked the shits. And then the old mate, um, the interim coach over there, had a massive fucking sook about it in the press conference as well as sooking about the fucking JDB thing. And and I'm sure that, and and Dragons fans on social media, including the Facebook group for Twill Nation, having a massive sook because they take cues from the people that you know have the sooks. And look, I get it, but listen, it wasn't a try. He didn't get the ball down. Matthew Ridge wasn't tackled. Get over it, you fucking sooks. And final congratulations to the fucking the, the, the Sea Eagles Club. The fucking media that they put out all last week for for Froggy and for Daly's fucking milestone. Just like fucking trip the video packages, the the jersey presentation videos. Players feel free to boycott like the Fox Sports and the post boycott that shit forever because honestly the, me, the 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 interviews they did before stuff the the jersey prezo stuff it's all far far longer and more expansive than the media will ever give you in a fucking 30 second soundbite you know before after or during a game and um it's just like the 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 signing of the year fucking young young alfred fucking does the videos at the club fucking tremendous um yeah now moving on to the next game the panthers 28 Defeat the Sharks zero at Penrith. Panthers tries to Luai Yo To'o, Taruva Martin, and four conversions from five attempts to Nathan Cleary. And Sharks absolutely fucking nothing. Disappointing how in this day and age the side can't score more than twenty eight points against the Sharks. But honestly, they are fucking done. Line through them. I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. They are done. Fucking done. Done. It's fucking dire over there, isn't it? That's it. It's done. And you know what? And no one. And no one's sad. No one cares. What's the, um? The, what's the technical? T- is it a come down? Um, 
terrible Tuesdays? What is it when you've been on drugs and all of a sudden there are no more drugs? Overdose. I, like, I think it's like, I think it's no more drugs because they died of too much drugs. A Johnny That's why Manor. there's no more. It's got a matter side. Yeah, and the. The sad thing about it is, you know, they they started the season with so much potential, and they finished last season with so much to build on. They were one of the true surprise packages. Yeah, last season and the surprise package of the season last year. I I well, I think it was only the the existence of the Cowboys and what they achieved. Yeah, and the fact the Cowboys probably bundled them out too. Like, yeah, that's it. Um, but the Sharks, fucking, they lived well above their station. Yep. Last season, and it just doesn't seem like they've built on that. Like last last season, they won their games with with just energy and an athletic ability. And in situations where that's not gelling, and you have to go back to basics, they don't have anything else to rely on. Yeah, and look, they've had to, you know, like some injuries, but not nearly yeah. as many as other sides. I mean, like yeah, they had to, like yeah, you know, I guess like Tig Wilton is like a probably a a crucial one, particularly because the edge on which he resides is the one that's absolutely been fucking raped twice, two weeks in a row now. Yep. Um, so look, it's a, it's a part of it, but the Trindle thing was supposed to fix that side somewhat as well. Yeah. And it's, it hasn't happened. That's two weeks in a row. And, and they got a, they got an absolute pasting that, that saw Matty Moylan drop, but in two weeks following, I mean, they've conceded almost 60 points. With a with a, a majority of it happening down that trouble side, and it, um, it, it does seem to be as well that they don't have that forward stock that allows them to play that you know, Cronulla Shark style of football. Yeah, you kind but, of look at it on paper though, and you go, "Yeah, but they do." Players, players just yeah. aren't fucking. They're just not delivering. That's it. I mean, I still maintain that Wade Graham's still gone. Like, you know, maybe at this stage, two years too long. Yep. I mean, he's better. He's been better this year than last year, but. Yeah, last year thinking, he wasn't you know, right. He he was playing hurt most of last yeah. year. He has to be. Um, Shout out to Cam McInnes though. I was I was just yeah. Gonna, final, I was just final say, total settled on 81, 81 uh, tackles. What? Why? Why a shout out though? You know what the head? You know what the headline should have been? Like we we have well established our opinion of the fucking shit clickbait media. The headline should have read: Dog shit team does a metric fuck ton of defence. <laughs> I would have. That's what the headline should player looks and to honestly, have made and honestly, 81, given the, given, 81 tackles with his face. And given, yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he looked like he made at least thirty-five with his face for sure yeah. out of that eighty-one. Like it was a regular games tackles, like fifty, like a strong, strong effort. And then he, he made a lot with his face. But um, but yeah, and and that's like, I mean, if you want to look for silver linings in that game for the Sharks, it's probably that they did so much defense, or they had so much possession against them. Yeah in good field position, the 28 points were probably unders Yep. on what they should have conceded. And so I, but the fact that obviously they, you know, they allowed the defense, they allowed, sorry, they allowed the, the possession to blow out the way they did through yeah. their own, you know, inability to attack and, and maintain possession themselves yeah. and, you know, get I, in field position. I've thought a lot about this <clears throat> since watching the game and it, <clears throat> see if you get what I'm, what I'm putting down here. It's almost like they play a selfish style of football 
from the point of view that, and it's not selfish within their own team. However, most of the other successful teams out there, and you know, Penrith included, they understand that they have an opponent out there on the field and they, they're like, okay, so there, there are two of us here and we're going to dance. And we're going to go back and forward and back and forward and back and forward and back and forward. And it's our job to win all of those little individual set battles. Yep. And, and if we do that enough times over the course of 80 minutes, then we are a good chance of winning this game. The Sharks, I just feel at the moment, are just going, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, we've got the ball. Let's fucking go. And there's no regard for, well, hang on, there's an opposition here and we need to put effort into these areas here because we have to build against these guys and we have to break them with ongoing possession. We so have there's, no, there's no resilience in the... In the... Well, there's, there's, there's no thought that, hang on, we might need to put some fucking groundwork in. Yeah. To, to reap the rewards of that later in the game, you know. There's. Just... I wonder. If, I wonder if Fred. I mean, like, remember after Origin, and we're talking about Nico and and what he said, um, you know, in regards to the, the, like the three fucking minutes or whatever that he played, yeah, and uh, missing the tackle, you know, on Munster, um, and sort of taking it on himself, and we're like, wow, that's really responsible, you know, like not necessary for you to take the shoulder that blame, but what a what a mark of you know responsibility, etc. That you know that you did. Um, oh, Freddie's fucking broken him, eh? Yeah, I think maybe. May hey, because he's not, he's not, uh, he's he's not nearly the player he was last year. Has, has he fucking? I don't know if it's a, has he Cody Walker? Yeah, I don't know. Fucking hell! I don't know. He's, he, you know, crisis. He's, he's he's put a massive crisis into him though. Um, and. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, now they're also without Kennedy, who has been one of their you know reliable and you know sort of boom yeah. performers over the well, last two seasons. Yeah, probably their best uh, this year. I mean, I, I don't know who they put back there. Moylan. <sighs> or do you put Moylan back in the halves and then Hines goes back there because he yeah, killed it if he killed it for Storm. <clears throat> Look, they've got options. I don't know that's well, going to save this season. It's not going to save the season. So, yeah. But I think he's exactly where he needs to be. Like, just think of him at the beginning of this year. Like, yeah. Well, he was. Yeah, you know, he's out for the first like five weeks or something, wasn't he? Yeah, but then he came. He came back and was an absolute world beater. Yeah. Briefly. So yeah. <laughs> Very briefly. <laughs> but, this this is a challenge for for fucking old egghead. Like this is where. Well, hang on. You've got a suit, like a legitimate superstar. Yep. Who's got the fucking yips? How do you drag him out of it? Mm. You know. And well, is they've, they've turned. Is the this some, has turned? Is this something Bellamy ever had to face? Like, did any of his superstars? Well, you know, he had fucking nine superstars at once every time he, he had a team, <laughs> but. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Yeah. If your team never is, is that good because there's that much talent in there because you're that far over the cap secretly, I don't know that you're now been a slump long enough to, to have to pull your superstar back into line. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Sharks and Bin. Better luck next year. It's over for you motherfuckers. Sorry. Um, the... I just sorry Doggies. before we before we move yeah, on. So go ahead. Yep. Tyrone Peachy fucking passed the ball. 
<laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently like, that was a, a big oh, moment in, in Panthers oh, oh. history. It was fucking huge. They've re-signed <laughs> him purely based on one pass. <laughs> right. So, um, we move on to the Doggies 23, defeating the Dolphins 22, up in uh, Bundaberg. The Doggies 23 came through tries to kick out Burns, Avrilo and Wilson. Um, Birdo, three from four conversions and a field goal. Uh, Dolphins, a double to Anthony Milford, uh, Asako and Val Meninga with the other tries. Uh, Asako, two or four conversions and a penalty goal. Ultimately, difference in the game with the chance to kick the side to a win with a, a wide-ish, but not, you know, not touchline conversion attempt. Entertaining Clean. game, I yeah. thought. Um, yeah. End to end, plenty of points. Um, early field goal, as you say, is proved, proved crucial. Um I feel like the Dolphins are back to, you know, they, they had, you know, talk about the yips. The, the Dolphins certainly had the yips and, a, and collapsed there a couple of times. Um, the Manly game in particular was one where it looked like the wheels had fallen off their season. But, um, yep. you know, the goal line defense might indicate some of the shine is coming off what I believe overall has been a, a pretty successful inaugural season. Uh, but they're, they're back to competing for 80 minutes. And you know, I think that's that's important for them to to finish the year. And um, yeah, there was a lot of talk that you know they were going to struggle to to win too many games. And you know, it's disappointing to see them lose to a team like the Dogs. But overall, I think the Dolphins have have been you know you'd paint it as a success story for sure. Yep. Yep. Anything to say about that one, Steve, Dad? No, look, Glennie's Glennie's covered it off. The the Dolphins are, are much improved, and and still, I think this as a first season, they would be riding as as a success. Um, it it did sort of shock me, I guess, when they didn't seem to have a lot set up, and this shocked me in a Wayne Bennett coach side to play to their strengths. As in, when they were when it was very close, and another try would have sealed it for them. You know, they weren't they weren't setting plays up to get hammer in the clear. You know, they weren't they weren't loading one side with their big mobile forwards to to really try and, and compress that defensive line. But um, you know, who who knows why that is? But uh, the the dogs did enough um, and and dealt with it. Look, I, I know Big Val Meninga's a cult favourite, but fuck, he's a, a liability. Look, and look, I'm looking forward to him next year with actually a preseason behind him. But at the same time, they're going to have yeah, bring in Herbie Farmworth and Jake Avrilo as well. So I think that'll probably mm-hmm. cover him off in the centres anyway. Yeah. Um, and so then I don't know where, what that means for him. I mean, he's probably out of the 17 entirely because I don't see a secondary position for him. He's certainly you know too slow to be on the wing. That's for sure. Um, and that was one of the things they. That was that, that was oh, one of the Oh way, yeah, yo. What? I yeah, hate on slow wingers. All right, hey, fucking match race. You and Valance. Oh, I'm back in the big diesel. Jesus Christ, what? Fucking okay. Valance to Fa- Val Val Valtafare makes the big diesel look like fucking Shinkansen. Oh. That's a big call, my friend. I appreciate the rap. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm just, I'm fucking telling it how it is. Um, the other thing as well, did you, Sean did O'Sullivan you tell had a fucking... that you actually know him and that you are setting up a race? 
Well, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say that off, off, off air until we actually had it nailed down. But yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a curtain raiser to the A grade touch final. Oh god! After the C grade, so you, you're gonna have a game behind you, <laughs> Glenny. Fuck me, point. dead. But uh, it's Why a, are you it's a closing, it's a closing act to, to my thirty for thirty. <laughs> but uh, the other thing is, yeah, like o- O'Sullivan had a fucking shocker as well. Like he, yeah, had, he wasn't and great. that was. And that was probably what put him, put them in the it put them in the shit to the yeah. point where they were behind. Um, and I think it was probably the, maybe the deciding factor of the game. I mean, they finished super strong. He got hooked at one point and then came back probably ten fifteen later. And Milford, when he came on and was given the 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 keys to the to the operation, he was fucking actually great. I mean, and he almost he almost jagged the win for him. But yeah, um, true. Oh, look, that that try he scored wasn't wasn't anything he did rather than just backing up like that was a you know he didn't create anything but no no but i mean he created he created the one before it though yeah, yeah i think true. yeah um yeah it would have been nice if he could have got it around <laughs> got around close to the sticks and give <laughs> gave Osaka a bit of a chance to win it for him but uh look that was one of the it wasn't a disrespectful field goal it was just a what the fuck what a, what the fuck are you doing field goal but ultimately, yeah. it turned out to be the difference. So, you know, he's genius in the end. Take him when you can get him. That's it. Yep. And uh, another weird scoreline with the Titans, 22, defeating the Cowboys, 13, at Hope Solo Coliseum. And, of course, Hope Solo Coliseum, you know, very very, uh, very timely, given we've got the, the Ladies World Cup soccer as well happening right at our doorstep. Um, does, she, does she still play? Or? No, long ago. She's probably in jail or fucking got... You know, doing porn by now, surely. Like she was doing porn then. With that, I mean, like, where do you go when you're doing porn while you're playing soccer, while you're in the national team, <laughs> and, and and domestic violencing on your fucking on your your nephew or some shit? Remember, she was doing that shit as well. She could probably uh, get a, a role as an, an understudy for one of the most famous, you know, American things, the Grand Canyon. Yeah, look, I mean. I, I honestly, I haven't been, I haven't been following um, Hope Hope over recent years, but I still maintain that I could fix her. Now, um, the Titans some super glue. As I say, like a fucking needle and thread, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> some, some fucking Russian dressing and sauerkraut and a couple of slices. Of <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> The Titans' 22 points came from tries to Brimson, Sammy, Canwell, and uh, Carl Pereira. Three or four conversions to Tanner Boyd. The Cowboys' 13 tries to Valame and Cohen S. Um, two conversions to uh, Valentine Holmes and a field goal to Chad. 22-13, Glennie. Solid performance from the Titans um, to get the win over. You know, the Cowboys have been surging recently and, and been in great form. Um, the Titans really, you know, they look to some of their bigger names like Fafita and Foran and Campbell, Brimson. They all had big moments in the game, but that. But it seems like the Cowboys are surging to start this game as well. Yeah, yeah. And it was just looking like business as usual, and then they just stopped. Yeah, Dead. exactly. Khan Pereira has been a massive highlight for me for yeah. the Titans. Just his acceleration is fucking impressive. Yep. 
Um, and especially when you've got, you know, you've got potentially Brimson or even Campbell sweeping around the back and, you know, hitting him with cutout balls into space. Or, you know, he can run off for feeder, he can run off four. And, like, there's a lot of options to get him early ball with space and time. And it's it's a it's a strike weapon for the Titans how they utilize him and um, yeah it'll be interesting to see you know with this season under his belt um, and another you know big off season um, he's he's really impressed me this year but the Cowboys I, th- I think they'll rue this one as a bit of a a bit of a speed bump on what they were building the yeah. Titans were just too good in the end yeah I mean and the Cowboys are a side that left their run very late and losses like this are the sort of things that you know couldn't could see him miss the eight mm. if they dropped too many more games. I mean yeah, exactly. they were they were they were looking like they were charging towards like a you know top six or you know maybe even try to sneak in the, the bottom of the four. Yeah. But now yeah you know, well, they're on fucking they're on the watch list as well with about half a dozen teams that are all vying for those bottom two spots. Man and yeah. the the results that we've had have only compressed the ladder further. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Manly and Newcastle have both started a charge now and, and put the season only one point out of the eight. And th- there are games where a, a win or a loss could mean the difference between sixth and tenth. Yeah. Yeah. Coming through. It's it's fucking hectic end of the season. I am so fucking here for the rest of these these rounds. It's great to have like a, you know, by and large, like, you know, consequential games to end the season. Yeah, fuck yeah. With that, with the, with yeah, particularly like from you know, sort of between like fourth and probably eleventh, yeah, you know, switching around, you know, from fucking game to game, like live ladder to live ladder, yeah, not just like you know the end of rounds. But um, we'll talk more about that on uh, Wednesday, where I'm sure that you'll get a ladder predicted ready to roll. <laughs> and uh, I've been pre-predicting all week. Don't you? You know, you don't want to fucking shoot your shoot your predictions too early though. I mean, you're, you're saving for Wednesday. I don't know. There's, there's always another prediction following. You, you don't want to prematurely predictulate or whatever the fucking scientific term of it is. Um, so that's uh, so now we've got to move on to your... I had I did have them open, but when you got on the call, I, I shut them down. So uh, you got to get your little socials together. Oh, the socials the, roundup. The, 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 the roundup, the hot button topics for the week. Let's fucking go. Oh, there we are. Oh, it's a very special birthday too. I'll put that in the Facebook group. It's a Parramatta supporter, but we still love him. Whose birthday today? Uh, Papa Shanta. Oh, of course. Shanta Senior. There you go. Happy birthday, sir. Uh, Chris, he said the Tigers NRLW team started the season undefeated means they can only decline from here, um, which started a funny old discourse uh, with David, who said, I like to think of it this way. The Tigers ladies are first. The Tigers men are 17th. That means the average position of the club is ninth. <laughs> <laughs> it just, every, everything works. It just works on so many levels. Oh, it's so fucking good. Graham, Peachy Parson, who is winger. It's the most notable thing to happen this round. Shane. Just when you think you have it sorted, the Cowboys go from playing from flying high to playing like a busted ass. Top eight, far from sorted. Penrith getting in the mood at the right time of the year. Broncos look to be the only ones who can challenge. Storm are cheating cunts. 
There you go. Uh, <laughs> Cody, he asked, can anyone shed light on how you can be over the line, have the ball grounded, and the try still disallowed? There you go. See. So, so unfortunately, you, there wasn't. Use your eyes, not your ears. They were on the ground. I know for a fact that you are not visually impaired, Cody. So, don't don't listen to don't listen to Casey. Use your own fucking eyes. Um, Matthew said the Bulldogs put on their strongest team so far this year. Still a long way off, but a win is a win. Kick out strong despite almost losing it. Dog showed better cohesion. Um. Josh said, with Paddy Carrigan getting his try, who's the next for the media to latch on to? Thomas McKayley is the next one, technically speaking. I think he's around 67 games without a try. However, he did have, between his stint now and his previous club, I think he had a stint of about one season or partial season in the ESL where he got a couple of tries. But in terms of the NRL, he's he's the guy with the most number of games without a try. Yeah, currently going. Uh, ben, he said, forget too many Panthers for the Blues. This team would absolutely dominate any Queensland side of any era. Change my mind. Well, I don't believe that anyone could change mind, sir, so I'm not going to try because it's not possible. You are absolutely right. This current Panther squad would beat any Queensland origin team by at least 30 points. On the evidence of Panthers players doing so well at state of origin exactly. level. Yeah, when they when they don't have other oh, Panthers players around, they got to deal with fucking shit cunt manly biscuits. Uh, Thomas, yeah, sure. South broke our losing streak, but it was only the Tigers. We didn't exactly play well. Does that game change a single one of your opinions that Souths are showing, Souths are showing a bit of a decline since they spanked the Panthers, Lenny? I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now, South could finish as high as fourth, still. Yeah. Obviously, it has been a decline since... Pan- I mean, like that Panthers game was like fucking round six or something. So, I mean, obviously, a, that was a long time ago. But I think that they will build back up at the right end of the season, especially now they've got Latrell back if he stays healthy. Yeah. Um, Ross, you said, am I the only one that feels the Bulldogs' recruitment drive doesn't pass the sniff test? So, then he's listed... So, they've got Pangai... Mm-hmm. Burton, Adokar, Marnie Kickow, Crichton, Sexton, Cherry, Bronson Cherry, Liam mm-hmm. Knight, Salmon, and Taff. Yeah, so like those last four or five there are probably on nothing. Well, Pangai wouldn't be on heaps. No, he's he would he he definitely would be. Oh, did they pay overs for him? Yeah, yeah, they pay, yeah, Ugh. definitely. I was going to say they would they they paid for Burton, they'd pay for Adokar, they'd paid for Marnie and Kickow. Yep. They paid. They, they, they paid pay for Crichton and Crichton, yeah. and they were going to put a lot. Of, yeah, Crichton. Then who was that? Who was after that? Sexton. Yeah, they paid nothing for him. I yeah. reckon Bronson Cherry. They paid nothing. No, if, if they paid what? anything more than nothing for him, they're fucking stupid. What the fuck is the hype on that dude? I remember he was fast when he came in. He was fast, but then he hasn't played for years. Yeah, he was out for fucking out for hitting the okay. vitamin S. If one of your kids came to you and said, "Daddy." Yeah. I'm fucking fast. I'm fucking fast. I'm fucking fast. And you went Where's outside. You went outside. Yeah. And he's riding a fucking push bike down the driveway. Do you yeah. think he's running? Yeah. You know? Fuck me. Um, plus, the guy's fucking, like, steroid level yoked now. Yeah. Yeah. So... He- I just don't understand the the any like any fanfare whatsoever around that around that sign. No, 
That's it. Like I like to, you know, like I'm, look, I'm happy to see the guy make a comeback, but I don't think he's like it's like fucking Greg Inglis or something yeah. that they're putting in their, you know, in their back line. That's it. It's um, not getting any money. Scott has brought up a potential news story. Said, so did you guys see the Knights could sack AOB for Justin Holbrook? Yeah, apparently that's uh that's uh, the beat. It's already been kind of uh, dispelled. I think. There we go. Um, also, the media have got it in for old AOB. Yeah, I don't like him, hey. No. Um, and the thing is, the Knights, the Knights hierarchies as well. They've they've had a procession of coaches that they've interviewed. Um, most recently, uh, apart from Holbrook, which I don't know what the capacity of that discussion was, if it even happened. But they did try and get Des before he signed for Titans. So there you go. Um, he said, "I want to know your thoughts on the Gold Coast next season. At uh, Des at the Gold Coast next season, we are defensively and mentally soft." But will Des bring a siege mentality and extract the best out of this team like he did when he took over Barrett's roster at Manly? So I guess what he's asking is, Des took a close to spoon roster and turned. Did they make the finals the first year Des was back? Yeah, I, I like mean they, they made, the, but they but they made the they made they they made it to like the the second or third week of the finals, uh, the 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 year before, not the year before, but the year before, you know, the year before that with Trent as well. So, yeah, okay. I don't think they were as bad. They, they they the roster wasn't as bad as it was when he got it. But I mean, like Desi, this is this is not just a a twenty nineteen to twenty twenty thing or what oh, eighteen to nineteen or whatever it was. This is also just Desi in general when he took the dogs, which is probably more impressively when he took the dogs to those two grand finals where they really they bought in um, James Graham, but yeah, you know, the halves were fucking Reynolds. Like, yeah, he had actually one of the halves in one of them was Hodkinson and fucking Chris Keating. Like that to a grand final. I mean, yeah. Like that's fucking like remarkable. Um, to... Ben, he said, "How much do I have to pay per month on Patreon for Jay to go to ladder predictor lessons?" <laughs> is there any more to that? I want, I want there's more not. information, please. That there's, is there's going not. to set off a fucking flurry. I, what, what's the, I, I need, I, I need, I need to uh, to get to a follow up question. Um, what specifically can you list your? Can you outline your, your gripes with the ladder predicting skills? Of, well, uh, I, I'm I'm 100 percent sure that that's just a fucking typo, and he's actually asking. Uh, I'll pay anything I need to on Patreon for Jay to give me ladder predicting lessons. Right. Uh, and yeah. so for that, I'll say it's the low, low, fuck. what's the lowest tier? Oh, like yeah, a couple of bucks. Like, yeah, a couple, couple of bucks a month. Yeah. For, for less than the price of a cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> Especially in this economy. And, and, and I'll teach you the fucking ancient skill of looking at a matchup and in three seconds going with your gut on who you think will win. And then clicking next. And then clicking fucking <laughs> and next. Uh, now, the socials over on X or fucking Twitter because fuck Elon. It uh, is ugly with that fucking <laughs> X. Ugh. It crossed over this morning for me. The actual... Oh, now I look at it, the actual app icon is smaller too, I think. Unless it's go. just a visual... I think it's got a black border. Yeah, it's just a moment, maybe it's just optical illusion um, or something, just because how shittily it's designed. Dean K eighty eight from Twitter says, "What? Uh, which stipulation would you all like to add to a meaningless end of season game to spice it up?" 
unlimited interchange, blowing up the bunker and having in-goal touchy so boomers can complain when they get it wrong. Five metre offside, like what Souths get anyway. What, what would you, Glennie, you've, you've got, let's say, the, the Tigers game at the end of the season, doesn't matter, right? You've already won, you've got the spoon tied up. What would you change to try out a new rule? Tries worth 10 points. That's not realistically one that they're thinking to bring in. And remember, remember when they sort of remember when they were doing the test ones. They're doing the ones about the, the referee like you know, awards a try straight away, and the guys yep. setting up and they're reviewing it the whole time, yep. like what they're doing now, and then they confirm the try. That one actually come through and you know became yep. a thing. I think they were rolling that one out when the Broncos were playing um, the Cowboys at the end of that season, where the Broncos got the spoon. Yep. Um, what other ones were they testing out, and did they come in? I can't remember. Me that far back. Yeah, but. Uh, there hasn't even been any real changes sort of mooted though, right? Um, let me think. See, Dean's asking the question. I mean, he's he's coming from the standpoint of like, you know, chaotic, you know, entertaining, what do you yeah. do sort of thing. Um, you know, there, there's there's a bunch of fun shit you can do. Like, you know, in, in instead, of, instead of golden point, you have... Drop five, players... Yeah, you have five-minute um, periods, and you have as many of those as you need to to get a winner. Yeah. And it, and every period, each team has to take two players off the field. Yeah, I would couple that rule with no field goals. Yeah, 100%. You, you it's got to be a try to win it. Yeah, it's it's golden try. Yeah. Um, you can, if, you're, if you're well enough and you want to try and get possession back and you can kick a field goal, great. You'll get yeah. you'll get possession back, but um, I th- I think the other one I I would really like for the bunker to be following play, yeah, and just correcting things, just like a fucking touchy does. Like there were so many situations on the weekend where the refs called something and then got a tip off from the touchy, and they change it, yeah, and the players blow up and they go no no no, I had a tip off, that's what happened. Well, that was so that, that was like the shit with the shit with Debellin. I mean, it was like you know, a couple of tackles later, yeah. When they um, when they punishing for it, and remember they were doing that. They were doing that religiously last year. Yeah, where they'd go back to shit that happened three sets ago, and they're going, "Oh, that guy's done a thing," and you know, penalty. Yep. So you can't think of any rule changes you'd like, Glenn? Uh, not off the top of my head, to be quite honest. There you go. The game's perfect. Tigers can't get the spoon. Uh, uh, Tigers, let- Tigers, are, Tigers are banned from getting the spoon. Lambretta. GP1971 said round one of the Elastoplast League saw some genuine upsets, mainly news limited journos. There were on-field upsets too. The Knights have announced their arrival as a genuine threat of replacing the Sharks as the team to be knocked out in the first week of the finals. <laughs> there you go. Um, what's doing with the... Uh, at Mac Mindley said, what's doing with the Knights? Why would they be destabilizing a real chance of finals for a sideways move for Holbrook? Yeah, shocking, I, shocking leaks from everyone. Yeah, you're right. That's been uh... yeah. Well, I mean, it's been it's been you know like the the, the various parties involved and said no, you know, it's, you know, but but you know the truth. Who knows? That's it. Uh, and Toto. I mean, the players, I mean, it's the players certainly seem to be playing for him at the moment. So so whoever the commenter was is, is correct in saying yeah. Why would you? Yeah. Now that they seem to be clicking and actually like the, the, the you know the effort they're putting in and like the 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 desire they're showing. I mean, that sort of stuff doesn't happen when you have got a coach that you don't. Correct. That you don't want, yeah. yeah. Um, 
and Toto. He said, the top four are starting to break away from the pack. Can we really see anyone outside that winning this year? Maybe Souths if they click. I don't think that I don't think that the top four are going to break away that much either. I think there's going to be some movement around sort of four, five, six, just like there is around, um, you know, sort of seven, eight, nine. Yep. Ten, eleven. Yeah, so. that's it. Well, so where where do we sit at the moment? So you got the the Broncos ahead of Penrith, into the Warriors, into the Storm. Yeah, that's it. And Souths are fifth, you know, yeah. and, and they're not playing great footy. Then you've got the Cowboys, the Raiders, and the Sharks. I can't see the Sharks staying in there. No, Sharks are gone. Because they're only in there on four and against. But then you you look at them under them, and you've got the Eels and the Knights. You know, but both of them, uh, like the Eels are in terrible form. The Knights are on a run. Knights are on a competition point below, though, too. The, oh, yeah, they've got the, they had the, um, the yeah. draw, so... Which is the same as Manly as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Unfortunately, for and against is pretty rough. Yeah, I don't think I don't. Yeah, but I mean, the only team Manly's competing against is Newcastle. Is too, the Knights? So, that's I it. Mean, yeah. yeah. So, so like both of them have to win the same amount of games to to play off for a position, which is unlikely, I think. Um, but no, if you yeah. if you win the same amount of games, they just go through on for and against. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, both of us have to win the same amount of games for that to be a to be a thing. Yeah, yeah, true, 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 yeah. true. Yeah. Oh, so, there we go. Socials round up for the week. Right, Those awesome. good questions. I, I'm sorry, Glennie didn't give you any fucking feedback. <laughs> <sighs> you right, Glennie? I'm um, fucked. It's time you to like you, uh, pull the pin. You, do I need to fucking do I need to fucking reanimate the corpse of uh, Doctor Fred Hollows to fix your eyes for you? Oh, yeah, I'm just I'm just tired. My eyes are burning. Oh, mate. And really, I'll be honest. Drink with some you. more water. I appreciate the questions coming in, but honestly, I just want the fucking season to be over. And if there's a really <laughs> to say that the Tigers' season could end right fucking now, then I'd put that rule in. Yeah, but we need to say, we need to get keep Brooksy getting his reps and 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 showing out like he is. You now he's going to a new club. Did you see that? Um, they they replayed the last couple of minutes today of that that final from was it 2010, the Tigers versus Souths. Yeah, the one where it was like 30 all or whatever. Yeah, that's it. Do you remember that one, Glenny? Final? I don't know if it was a final or if it was just a game. It was about 30 all and, and Rabbits had like one... It's like there was time, they had like 19 seconds left on the clock or something like that. To, not to grand not grand final, finals game. No. And, we, no, and, Wesser, we, and Wesser made the break? I don't think we played Seas in the finals. Uh, Reese Reese Wesson made a big break down the down the, who, down the didn't edge they kick the... a field goal? Who kicked a field goal? No, no they scored a try. try. Up, it was a try in the corner. This one was uh, try okay. in the right corner to win it after a break it... from Reese Wesser. Reese Wesser, what a fucking yeah. player he was! Yeah, fucking oath. He was too old for this shit, but he still got him. He still got him home in that game. <laughs> exactly. He's right, fucking. That's his, it. His kid does good rap music. <laughs> Five twenty-eight. In the bag. In the bag. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, be back again on Wednesday with the uh, previews. Nice one. See ya. Howdy.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.